Connell Tribune, Friday the 1st of December 2006. <clears throat> man you, man who. My mama always told me there'll be days like this. The wee baldy fat guy from East Belfast never penned truer lyrics in his life. Dedicated to my old golfing buddies, Giggsy, Bash, Trampas, Dermot, John Mack, all my new aficionados. It was, to use a well-worn cliche, a JFK moment. To be present in the East End of Glasgow at 9.34pm on Tuesday the 21st of November was a moment to be savoured and will be long remembered. In all the years visiting Parkhead since 1969, I've never experienced a night like it. The only other occasion to compare was the famous night at Hamden in 1970 when the Hoops put another great English side, Super Leeds, to the sword in the European Cup semi-final. As Neil Lennon commented, it just doesn't get any better. What made the victory so sweet? Why was the victory celebrated as if it was New Year's Eve and all your birthdays combined? What made this result bust the Richter scale, as you'll never walk alone, sung in unison by the mass ranks, audibly breached the cold November air around paradise? Was it unexpected? Was it unusual? Was it impossible? According to the English media and the Irish versions of the red-topped rags that are an excuse for newspapers, it definitely was. Why so? Since the Champions League began, only one team has emerged from Parkhead with the three points. Now, this wasn't just any old team, but the present European champions, Barca. The best team in the world at the moment. Champions of La Liga, the best league in the world, with Ronaldinho, the best player in the world. All the rest left Parkhead without victory. Juve, AC Milan, Porto, Rosenberg, Lyon, Bayern Munich... And in the run to Seville, Blackburn Rovers, Stuttgart, Liverpool, Celta Vega. Fairly impressive CV, one would imagine, but according to the experts, all man knew had to do was to turn up last week in those famous red jerseys would somehow win with ease. Was it the typical English attitude they are superior in every sphere? Sure, it was only a wee team from the SPL. Ferguson record reckoned they should have won 10-2 at Old Trafford. Bit like Soonest and the men against boys after Blackburn played the hoops. Mark Lawrenson said it was just Celtic. Lou McCary couldn't see any way Celtic could win. Paddy Kern thought United would destroy them. Johnny Giles thought Celtic were a poor team. Dunphy suggested a comfortable win for United. As for Pat Dolan and the local media experts, their blind conviction that the English Premier is the only game in town was shown to be the fallacy that it is. The facts will say otherwise. Two European Cups in 20 years, one World Cup in 80 years. The new Golden Boys Chelsea have never won the European Cup, similar to neighbours Arsenal, two of the top three in England. The top league in the world, you're having a laugh. So the circus comes to paradise on a cold winter night. Man, you need a point to qualify. No other permutation gets a mention, sure why would it? Sure, there was no reason to suggest that a Celtic victory would put them on top of the group and qualify with a game to spare. Why would the Sky Sports panel waste Andy Gray's time with such a ridiculous idea? When you get paid by the Emma Snace to think the same. Gabriel Hines is Argentinian but thought being top of the Premier League in the SPL was different and it guaranteed victory.
Some United players suggested their superior class would prevail. Their arrogance was insulting to a club in the size of Celtic. They weren't playing Everton, Sheffield United or Aston Villa. This wasn't your normal Saturday afternoon stroll down Stratford End. Three goals, three points and a bucket full of prawn sandwiches. This was the most atmospheric <coughs> stadium in the whole of Europe against a team which would grace the English Premier with style. And if they didn't know it then, they do now. The potential is enormous and doesn't Dermot Desmond know it. Hand them the millions the top three get in England and just watch them go. Hopefully the Celtic wouldn't cut it in the big league scenario has firmly been put to bed forever. Why it existed in the first place is hard to fathom. How do you compare teams who perform in different leagues? We can only go on result and it makes interesting reading. In 19 Celtic, Celtic played Leeds, who at the time were the equivalent of Man Unai. In the semi-final of the European Cup, Celtic won both games. In 97, Celtic and Liverpool drew both games in the UEFA. In 2003, Celtic beat both Liverpool and Blackburn in the UEFA. In the early 90s, even Rangers beat the English Champions League home and away in the Champions League. Of course, the cynics would suggest they were one-off games, that they weren't really the top teams. This time, the upstarts from the Mickey Mouse SPL with rejects from Wolves and Leicester and substandard imports from around Europe and Asia would be firmly put in their place. Sure, they put up a spirited resistance in Old Trafford and gave a good show of themselves, patronising crap from the ranks of the biggest club in the world, in Singapore that is. Jerry Ryan said surely not Celtic when Keno was deciding his future. Paddy Power was given 11-4, what a generous gentleman. Sucked into the cloud cougar land of the superiority of the giants of the EPL over this wee team from the SPL. Well, no need to go into the mere details of the night in November. Total football it was not. Latin technique and Brazilian artistry was conspicuous by its absence. The theatre of dreams was replaced by the dreams of theatre. As a little Asian with a left foot that could open a tin of beans. Produced one magical moment that left the over rated talents of Rooney and Ronaldo in a slipstream. So Japanesey he was heard all along the Gallagate, down past Birds and up to the Thistle, where the half a Donegal seemed to be congregated. Never seen so many deliriously happy Celtic supporters gathered together, especially on a cold Tuesday night in Glasgow. Publicans, solicitors, all Ireland winners, Miss Ireland, newspaper reporters, the good and the great, and a few prawn sandwich merchants as well, to be honest were in the mix of euphoric Celtic fans who thronged the hotel bar to the wee hours. Nights like this don't come along too often. I personally haven't experienced a night like it since I've been part of the 136,500 at Hamden in 1970. There's just nothing like putting one over our friends from the little offshore island. Maybe if for once they showed a little compassion, a little humility, a little respect for the rest of us. Maybe we could reciprocate, maybe not. Come on, Benfica, in the next game.